Okay, before we get into the episode today, I wanted to give you a little background on why we chose this topic. I met Michelle on Instagram, like how I've met a lot of my non-diet Christian friends, and came across this post of hers with a picture of her and her husband outside on their wedding day, and it was a beautiful picture. And in the caption, she says, I didn't diet before my wedding day, and here's why. It feels like a societal rule that one must diet before your wedding day, and you simply must be the smallest, skinniest version of yourself ever. And that forever, from that day on, your worth and your value are in what you weigh now in contrast to your wedding weight. No, thank you. (laughs) This is what she says. And you can go and look at her Instagram and see the post for yourself. She talks a little bit more in the caption. But if you can relate to feeling the pressure to change or shrink yourself for your own wedding day, a wedding that you're a part of, or really any big public event like a beach trip or a reunion, I want you to listen to this episode. I want you to share it with a friend who may be feeling stressed over not looking a certain way for her next big event. Our mission at the Joyful Health Collective is to release you from shame around your body, to help you rest in God's grace for your health, to restore the joy of food and movement, all to reflect the kingdom of eternal life in Christ. So if you like this podcast and if you want more resources like this, and you're not on our email list, I encourage you to go ahead and sign up for that. We send out regular updates to our email friends with the latest in faith-based wellness courses, books, conferences, and more. You can go to joyfulhealth.co, just scroll all the way down to the bottom and type in your name and email, and we can't wait to get connected there. Okay, on to the episode. Welcome to the Joyful Health Show. I'm your host, Casey Schuler, mom, personal trainer, and Bible study author, and I'm here to help you discover joyful health by grace. Hey, Joyful Health friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with us today. As you know, we are in the season of getting free. And it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a a yoke of slavery, says Galatians 5.1. Sometimes it's hard to understand um, where we are burdened by that yoke of slavery because it can be invisible. It can be sneaky, like a thief in the night is what Jesus um, calls the enemy sometimes. And so, so our hope in some of these episodes is to be able to kind of pinpoint some of those things that might be holding you back from experiencing that true freedom in the Lord with your health. So what can you let go of in order to grow in him, in order to grow and stand mature in Christ? So I'm really excited to talk to Michelle Reagan today. Welcome, Michelle, to the show. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. It's such an honor. Yeah, I just listened to her accent. I just love it so much. So if y'all don't know Michelle, she is an ex-dietitian turned food freedom enthusiast. So after a 12 plus year battle with her relationship with food and her body, she had a God encounter that led her to leave behind her career as a dietitian and go into ministry school in pursuit of the one who set her free. Therefore, or there, God taught her how to live in freedom, love, and compassion. This sounds like, you sound like a great guest for this season. 
Um, and then she now runs a mentorship program that helps women experience the same life transforming freedom. So, um, Michelle, we are going to kind of get into the topic of why you felt free to no longer have to diet or to make your body smaller for a wedding. Um, but and before we get there, can you tell us a little bit about your history with food and your body and how the Lord met you there? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so there's so much to the story. God's done so much. So I'm like, let me not share, you know, every part of it. But yeah, I mean, I think like many people, my story stops when I was quite young. I can remember being 12 and just dealing with so many body image issues. There was so much comparison around me. Things in life felt a bit out of control. And I had grown up around, I wouldn't say a, um, a huge amount, but there was enough diet culture and kind of body image talk around me that when my body started changing and I began to feel uncomfortable, I just started to do what I thought I was supposed to do to change it and to control it. And it kind of started down this very slippery slope that led to dealing with uh, all kinds of eating disorders, specifically restriction that then led to um, binge eating, at times battled with uh, bulimic tendencies and behaviors. And the whole time I had so much self-hatred, so much shame, battled with so much perfectionism. And it was just this cycle that I couldn't get out of. And like maybe other people listening to this on the outside, everything looked fine. You know, everyone else thought I was this girl that was performing really well at school and looked really happy and had friends. But on the inside, I felt so miserable and lost. And I just felt like there was something deeply wrong with me. I was like, Mm -hmm. why can everyone else get this right? Why can everyone else get food right? They seem peaceful food. Why can they be skinny? Why can't Mm -hmm. I? And that wasn't even a true statement. It was my distorted body image. But my internal world was was such a mess. And I grew up in a Christian environment. My dad is a wonderful pasta, but I didn't know the truth. I didn't know Jesus for me, right? And it's only when we have that personal relationship with him that we can actually be free. Just going through the motions doesn't lead us into freedom. Mm-hmm. And I, I, in my pursuit of trying to be free, I took what I used to call my passion. And in some ways it It still is, but my passion for nutrition, which was really an obsession and a desire to try to fix myself and made that my career. And Mm -hmm. so I studied to be a dietitian and it's so sad because I studied everything through the lens of how do I fix myself? How do I control my weight? How do I get skinny? And I believe that there was something innately wrong with me. Even throughout uh, my studies, I thought everyone else could do it. All these other girls I'm studying with, I'm like, they have it figured out and I don't. Meanwhile, I was probably the only one who was obsessing and restricting and that was causing all of the problems that I, that I had. And towards the end of my time at university, God just began to really, the Holy Spirit just began to move on my heart and stir up this hunger to really, really know him. And I began to encounter God and encounter the Holy Spirit as as God being real and I started mm-hmm. hearing him speak to me the scriptures started to come alive and that led to some freedom started happening some things started shifting and um I'll I'll fast forward a bit through through the journey but I was working in the weight loss industry and just started having this thing where God was awakening my soul to I don't know how who we are as a whole person and I had these 
clients in front of me who, you know, they came to me to lose weight, but I could see that there were so many other things going on in their lives. These were the real pain points. These were the things that were really important. And I began to feel this kind of frustration with the career I was in. And I was like, God, I want to do more for your kingdom. Now I see how I can incorporate what I learned and God. But at that time, it was like I was just sitting in this office telling my clients to eat less and trying to have them Mm -hmm. lose weight. And I knew there was something that, you know, about this. I was like, this, something about this doesn't feel right. And so I was still struggling. I thought I was doing better, but I still had these really heavy standards on myself because I feel like I'm always someone that if I ask someone to do something, I expect even more of myself. So I was asking my clients to follow these really strict diet plans, but I expected even more for myself. And that was having a lot of negative effects. So Mm -hmm. uh, like you shared in my bio, I just started seeking God and he began speaking to me about going to ministry school. And so I made a really quick decision because I really had this powerful encounter with God and I, I left everything behind and I went to a ministry school in Redding, California where um, we weren't, we were studying the word, but it was more than that. We were really encountering God and learning to ask God questions, have conversations with him, learn out my identity in Christ, learn how to have compassion for myself. And that just set me on this track of stepping into full freedom and realizing that I'd been listening. I'd been living out of a false identity. I'd Mm -hmm. been letting the voice of fear direct every step and decision I made. And God just really shifted my life to move, especially in this area, to live from a place of love and acceptance and my true identity and taught me how to renew my mind. Uh, Mm. I could go into that a lot. It's one of my favorite topics, but And it led me into this place of where I now really say I live abundantly free. I'm so grateful to say that this isn't even something that, you know, taps me on the shoulder anymore because God has so renewed my heart, mind. And yeah, so that's, that's how I ended up where I am today. Yes, that's beautiful. I I can't wait to hear about the next part. But so were you in... Were you in South Africa for the majority of your schooling? And then did you come to the States for, for ministry school? Yes, correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so when I was about 25. Yeah. <laughs> so you'd probably say that, I mean, this idea of having to shrink your body to look a certain way or weight loss in general is a struggle worldwide. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Which is, yeah, which is most women. Yeah. So hopefully we can. I know that we have um, people in different countries who listen to this podcast too. So, you know, hopefully we can just be united around common faith in the Lord that there is yeah. a God who speaks to us personally. And I love how you said that fear doesn't even tap you on the shoulder anymore. Like he's, he's completely freed you from that and protected you in that in Christ alone. And so th- I hope that that can give others hope as well as they're listening to this and, you know, they might not be there yet, but that's, you know, that's, that's the point of this conversation too, is that yeah. that can be your story too. But Michelle, tell me a little bit about then your, like how you met your husband and what that wedding day looked like. And, and how did you not feel the pressure to diet at that time when so many <laughs> yeah. people are doing that these days? Yes. Oh, such a good question. And it, it reminds me of, um, when I was, just pursuing this journey of healing my relationship with food and my body. And, you know, you could say that what I was struggling with someone diagnosed as an eating disorder. And um, so I remember someone saying that, oh, you know, and obviously they weren't speaking from a place of faith, but they were like, oh yeah, people can 
live in recovery. Um, but yeah, it's really hard when their wedding comes up. That's when it usually gets triggered for people. Mm. And I remember someone saying that years and years ago, which I just, I want to share that as a point of um, sowing faith for those of you listening that maybe, you know, maybe your wedding's coming up, maybe it hasn't yet, but that that's not true. Even the things we can experience such freedom that even the things that someone in the world may consider the most challenging or where you'll definitely stumble, where God gives you the grace to not even go back and Mm. I actually had a client who is doing my mentorship and she spent about eight weeks with me and she was in the process of um, planning her wedding and Mm -hmm. even in that time she just had that revelation from God that she was like oh I don't have to live with this pressure I just get to enjoy what my wedding day is about Mm -hmm. so all of that to say you know at whatever point in the journey you're at if you're listening to this you can receive the grace right now it doesn't have to be you know a a long journey um but yeah so okay so let me back up sorry you asked so how i met my husband so my husband is originally from texas that's where we live now and he came up to ministry school and i I did ministry school, but I was working in the environment for a ministry in that area. And so we weren't where we were crossing paths in school or anything like that. But as part of that ministry, we would do Facebook Lives a few times a week to just really encourage people, share the word, share encouraging words with people. And so I was doing that and he saw me on there and I guess was wowed by my great speaking skills I'm just kidding but he <laughs> found that we had a friend in common and reached out to me and we went to coffee and the rest is history but there's a lot of just amazing God's story and details and things in that but really grateful my wonderful husband but mm-hmm. we um we had a really we were felt like we'd waited a really long time and knew that you know this is it this is the one and so we actually had a really quick lead up to our wedding so in some ways they probably wouldn't even have been time for me to try to do too much in terms of trying to look very different but I had and you can probably ask some questions of how I got to this place but I had pre-decided I'd made a decision in my heart you know years ago that even I think it was actually when that person had made that comment I had decided well I'm not going to partner with that I'm not going to partner with that belief Mm. that one day when I get married that that's going to be hard and I'm going to feel the pressure to diet I already decided no like I'm gonna in when I reach that season still love myself and honor my body and listen to my body and make it and one of my big values is also making it more about your marriage than like too much of a focus just on the wedding day Mm. which is obviously a beautiful really fun significant day everything changes but I think sometimes we can have such a big focus on one day as well. So that can be just something to even think about. You know, if we spend nine months thinking we need a diet to shrink ourselves for one day, mm. for one set of photos, when there's going to be so many more days and so many more photos for, you know, the rest of life and the rest of the time that we get to spend with our spouse. And it's the marriage that it's really about. But so I, the big reason I didn't feel that pressure is just I'd really made that decision beforehand and I'd surrounded myself with community and people that had the same values. So I wasn't having pressure around me of people, you know, mm-hmm. putting that expectation on me either, which was um, really helpful, I'm sure. Yeah, that's huge. And you talked about too, choosing to not partner with that belief. 
which um, yeah. I use the Galatians 5, 1 verse, and it talks about do not submit yourselves to another yoke of slavery. And we're very, yes. I'm, at least I am very unfamiliar with a yoke because we don't live in an agricultural environment. But, mm-hmm. but that partnering really is what you're talking about. Like that yoke yes. is that partnership that yokes you yeah. to the other thing. And you're saying, I'm choosing not to do that. I'm yeah. not going to submit to that. Um, that's the way that someone... Exactly may believe but I'm I'm going to choose another way because there's always another way in Christ and so tell me about you you talked about too like I'm not gonna change myself and you know because it is so much work and time and energy to make your body a certain way especially within like a nine-month period for one set of pictures what do you think are the implications on doing that for a set of pictures for yourself and for your marriage as well going forward. So just to clarify, clarify, you're asking that if we were, if I were to do that or someone were to do that, what would the implications be? Yeah. So just thinking about, okay, if I work so hard to make myself look Mm -hmm. this way in a set of pictures and then we kind of had this conversation a little bit talking before, but, mm-hmm. and then the rest of your marriage, you kind of look back yeah. on those pictures of like, oh, that was, I was looked really good. Or I wish I could go mm-hmm. back to that body, you know, a state yes, of like, yeah. I wish I were that instead of enjoying what I have now. So thinking about that for yourself yeah. personally, and then also, yeah. well, we, we can ask yeah. kind of the marriage question next, but what do you think <laughs> about how that affects yeah. someone, you know, it, mm-hmm. and they don't even have to be a bride. Like maybe this could be for someone exactly. who is going to be a bridesmaid or a mother of a yeah. bride, you know, someone who's in a wedding. There yeah. is, there, it feels like there can be a lot of pressure around the pictures and how yeah. someone is presenting themselves. Definitely, there, there can be. And I think it, it has to stop with us first having that sense of self-acceptance. And I'm going to show myself love because I know I'm worthy. And that sense of worthiness for me and love only came for me from letting God love me. Like I love how it, oh, I thought I had the scripture somewhere, but it talks about how we love because he first loved us. And Mm -hmm. I heard someone once say that even to love ourselves, it's because he first loved us. And Mm -hmm. I had such a revelation of I have to let God love me. I have to actually partner with and say yes to his love. And that mm-hmm. love actually helps me feel worthy and accepted. And I think for so many years, I, I said how I struggled so much with self-hatred. So I didn't know how to love myself and I didn't have any love to give myself. So I had to get that from him. And I think when we have that and we choose to go, I'm worthy of love, I'm worthy of acceptance right now. And when we also understand, like I'm sure you talk a lot about in your podcast, the negative effects that dieting can have on our physical health, our mental health, our emotional health, that is just not aligned with actually showing ourselves love and kindness Mm -hmm. and compassion. And so when we choose to, you know, we have a big, it can be any event, an event coming up and suddenly we start to decide, oh, I have to change. You're actually rejecting yourself in that moment. You're telling yourself, I'm not good enough and I have to change all this event. And that just makes me so, that's so sad. And, you know, I used to do that the whole time. I had events years ago, years and years ago that I did. I crash dieted before 
And now I look back at that younger version of me and I have so much compassion because she didn't know that she mm-hmm. was already mm-hmm. loved. She was accepted. She was beautiful as she was. And, you know, if I was talking to a friend right now and there were people around her that were putting pressure on her or telling her that she needed to look different, then I'd say those are probably not the best friends. They may mean well, mm-hmm. they may not know, they may be speaking from their own pain and experience, but we also don't want to feel the pressure to change all people that are not, I don't know, loving us to be our, our best selves, to not mm-hmm. loving us to become, you know, more like Christ, to step more into our callings that are pressuring us to be different for whatever reason that's not really going to change anything. And I think the most powerful thing to realize when you're someone that's been through a lot of dieting is even if you do shift, even if you do change and you lose that weight or that event or that day, you often, most of the time, don't actually feel that different Mm -hmm. on the outside. Sometimes you feel more self-critical because you've been so focused on trying to change instead of if you've spent those, you know, the three, six, nine months lead up focusing on speaking life over yourself, focusing on how do I what, what kind of outfit makes me feel good? How do I express my personality? How am I going to have fun on that event day? If you had spent all that time focusing on that, the event would probably be so much more memorable because when I look back at some events that I did, you know, like did some kind of crash diet for, that's what I remember. When I see the picture, I remember trying to eat nothing, mm-hmm. you know, for weeks building up to that. And so I think if we want a full and abundant and joyful life, it requires us to kind of shift our, our focus and, and look at the big picture too and look at what is this really, what fruit is this really giving me? Mm-hmm. The world's telling me it's going to give me a certain fruit, but if I look at my own life, if I look at my own experience, is that the fruit that I got or did I actually just end up feeling worse about myself? And maybe no one even noticed that you tried so hard to look different or you end up, you didn't eat for weeks and then you end up binge eating everything at the event and you feel awful. Yeah. So. I think that that's yeah, some about how I think about events now. Yeah, no, that's so helpful. And I definitely understand. I can think about those times when I was so focused on myself, whether it was like for me, I did a lot of elimination diets to try and heal different um, mm-hmm. health issues. I put way too much into just what I was eating, clean eating, all of that kind of thing. Yeah. And it consumed my life in a way that I don't remember like at certain times when I would eat with friends out I remember more about my thoughts about what am I going to get Uh on the menu versus the conversations that I had and that's yeah hard you know um I think that's like something that we can breathe and like you talk about having a lot Mm -hmm. of compassion for yourself um so like for someone who's like oh yeah that I not only did that for this vacation but my wedding day, et cetera. Do you think that God can redeem that situation as well? Oh, 100%, 100%. And I think it starts with, you know, with having that compassion. And I remember God, he, went, he said to me once, he was like, Michelle, if you'd known better, you would have done better. And mm-hmm. he wasn't saying that in a way of like, you should have known better. He was saying like, no, you really did the best that you knew how. You took yeah. care of yourself the best that you knew how. And and I think that's a, a perspective for us to have. And okay, I did the best I knew how. And maybe there were consequences, but God's redeeming that. He has mm-hmm. grace. It covers everything. He turns everything to good. And I always yeah. tell people, I'm like, yeah, my story has some crazy parts to it. 
But I wouldn't change that because God has made all of it so beautiful that I am who I am today. I am where I am today um, because of how he took those things and, and redeemed them and made them beautiful. And it's never too too late either. Yeah. You know, we can mm-hmm. think, oh, I, I missed it for my, my wedding day. That's okay. Like maybe you need to grieve that with God. Maybe you need to process through that. Um, maybe you need to forgive yourself. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I think that's part of the journey, forgiving ourselves for what we've put ourselves through, but then inviting God into the now, into the next event. Like, okay, God, Holy Spirit, I don't want to do that like I did it before. Will you show me how? Will you show me what mindsets to have? What thought posture? Oh, I'm having a hard time with my body image today. Will you speak truth to me? Um, yeah. Will you show me what to do? And so I think there's always, I mean, that's a beautiful thing about God, right? There's always redemption. There's always beauty. There's always grace. And yeah, he works everything for our good in the most beautiful, beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Yes, agreed and amen to that. And also mm-hmm. thinking too about the implications for that marriage too. I mean, if if we were proposed to, if we set up the engagement, we had that relationship before we changed ourselves, you yeah. know, that really reflects that God loving you as you are. That person mm-hmm. loves you at, just as you exactly. are. And so, yeah. so I would feel like, you know, if I had those pictures to look back on and I was a different body size and then that would make me think, mm-hmm. oh, wow, I really looked good for him back then. And now I feel like I can't approach him because I don't look that way anymore. I feel like that thought can, can be a wall yeah. in a relationship when, <laughs> so mm-hmm. can you speak to that too of like what, what impact that can have on the spouse as well mm-hmm. in that relationship? Yeah. And I think what's so interesting is it, it can have an impact on the husband and wife because I think sometimes as women we can feel these cultural pressures to shift and change and and it's like you said you know often that change starts to be initiated after we've been proposed to like after this person has promised you that they're going to meet you at the altar and dedicate their life to you they've already made you know the most lavish beautiful like promise to Mm -hmm. you and they've said I choose you right now as you are and so that's something to meditate on and then culture can tell us oh now is the time for you to change which just Mm -hmm. when you even say it like that it's like that makes no sense (laughs) and I don't know about (laughs) I don't know about you but when I've dieted in the past so try to be really restrict things I mean you end up feeling more stressed you're like Mm -hmm. out of it you can feel cranky because you've not had enough energy not enough calories in your body to energize you and that has an impact, right, on the person that is um, preparing to mm-hmm, be married yes. to you as well. <laughs> and, then, and then on the, the wedding day, if you, you know, did manage to whittle, whittle yourself down to this size that is not your body's natural size, right? I think we probably both share the belief that if we're taking care of ourselves, eating intuitively, that our bodies have a place at which, you know, they settle and that may shift throughout seasons. But the beautiful thing is that we don't have to worry about it when we're actually uh, paying attention to taking care of ourselves mm-hmm. as spirit, soul, and body. But you do that, and then a probably your spouse did not ask you to do that. They proposed to you, you know, months and months ago where you were, and we put this pressure on ourselves in this new standard that we can create. And I remember growing up hearing so many women talk about they would literally refer to it as their wedding weight, as if it was some mm-hmm. kind of magic number that indicated a sense of worth, a sense of accomplishment, or a standard that they had to get back to 
the rest of their lives. And so if you're listening to this, I just want to give you permission that there is no weight at any time in life that you have to use as your standard or as your measuring stick that that that's not a real thing. That's just kind of a, a cultural norm that has happened and it doesn't shift how your worth or or really even add to your relationship. I think if anything, our obsession with controlling our weight or controlling our food or then feeling the inability, that frustration to get back to something can have such a negative impact mm-hmm. on even your relationship with like with your husband and, and mm-hmm. with yourself, right? Because if you have a bad relationship with yourself, if you're rejecting yourself, you're speaking death over yourself, you're not treating your body well by trying to starve it and get it skinnier, then that's going to overflow into the relationships around you. And the first is going to yeah. be your husband, you know, the kids, friends, because we're overflowing with what, with what we have. And so I think, you know, the recipe for having a, you know, I think you've been married longer than me, so I'll let you speak to the recipe <laughs> for a healthy and happy marriage. But I think a part of that is cultivating that sense of acceptance and love and just honoring our bodies. There's such a difference between honoring your body and wanting to control it and -hmm. telling it it's bad. And that there's a confidence that flows out of that and a peace that is then going to result in you being able to be at peace in your relationship with your with your spouse as well. And I've heard so many men share as well how where they're not the ones that think there's anything wrong with their wife, you know, Mm -hmm. men with their girlfriend, she's the one that is, you know, and obviously there are definitely, um, there are people out there who just, you know, have, uh, believe lies and speak death over people. But I think the majority of the time, women that I meet, their partner, their, you know, boyfriend, fiance, husband actually thinks that they're the most beautiful thing ever and that they look perfect as they are, which is why they picked that person, right? Which is why they picked you. And yet we have these lies that we start to believe that we're not worthy, that we need to change, that we need to look a certain way or weigh something. And that turns the focus inward instead of being open to actually receive the love that this person is giving us and have the level of connection that we can have when we're not putting up a wall because we think that we're not good enough. And so, yeah, I think that work that we do to love our bodies and to honor and accept has so many implications in not just for our wedding day, but for our marriages as well. Yes, I absolutely agree. And also you talked about those, the downsides of dieting. It makes you stressed, cranky, impatient, you know, which affects your relationship with the other person. And, you know, a uh, decrease in body fat also decreases, can decrease your sex drive too. So there's, there's just that hormonal shift that can happen. And then there's also Mm -hmm. the the inward part that you were saying of like I don't I don't think mm-hmm. I'm good enough as I am I can't present my body to this person yeah. whereas like really my husband's mm-hmm. just mostly happy when I make myself available you know <laughs> yeah that's the yeah, hardest exactly. thing for me to do sometimes but you know yeah. like like what you're saying like what do they actually care about and you know like mm-hmm. usually and when yeah. you're getting married that's not they married you they want to marry you for the person that you are the whole person that you are like you Mm -hmm. talked about with your clients and weight loss like it's not there's so much more to you (laughs) there's so much more than looking a certain way yeah and so that's why that person loves you and so you know let's not make it the ultimate thing because it can really create a wall so um okay michelle we've we've talked through so many 
great things. And I had this whole outline. I think we've gone through most of the questions, but um, <laughs> if you could say, if you could give um, one takeaway tip for the listeners, for someone who is considering doing that whole shedding for the wedding thing, or who is considering, oh, maybe I should not partner with that belief, what would you say to them is, is helpful? Like, what's one practical tip that they could do? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, you know, if, if someone's listening and they're in that place of trying to decide, you know, how do I, what perspective do I take? Uh, to encourage them to think about what, if you sow life, right, in the spirit, we're sowing life, we're going to reap life. And mm-hmm. so I would invite you to question, what can you be sowing today that you want to be reaping, right? And so if you're thinking of getting ready for the wedding day, I'll answer to that first. What it, it, Do you want the time to be focused on sowing you changing, sowing you telling yourself you're not good enough, and mm. even that roller coaster, and sometimes dieting backfires, right? So there's a lot of risk in that too. But, or would you rather be sowing into that relationship? that you're, you know, about to embark on a marriage or be sewing into your self-confidence, into loving yourself, into being ready, becoming ready to be the best wife that you can be and partnering with God in prayer of what that can look like and what it looks like for you because we're each different. We have a different journey. And to anyone else listening, I would just encourage you as well that it, so much of what this area with food in our body, so much of it starts with a mindset. And just because something, I remember someone said things, just because something feels true doesn't mean it is true. And mm. so culture can feel so true. How we feel about our bodies can feel so true, but that doesn't mean it's true. And Romans 12 too says that we can be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And there is so much grace when we partner with God's truth for us when we just say okay god you say this it may not feel true right now but i'm going to mm-hmm. say yes to what you say about love about honor about my worth and i'm going to say yes to that and when we say yes to his truth there's, there's a grace that comes to actually believe that to see that come through in our lives and you know the lord promises who the sun sets free is free indeed john 8:36 god doesn't set us free in half measures you know sometimes there's mm-hmm. a journey but to have the hope that there is full freedom available to us. And so we don't need to go, okay, I'm going to be free here, but in this way I have to follow culture or I have to follow the pressure. There is actually opportunity for us to feel completely free and to feel Mm -hmm. at peace, to feel that confidence, to feel the things that we really want to feel and to go to achieve those things through God's way and his truth rather than how it's been modeled for us in the world. So that would be partnering with God and getting your hopes up I think is always two great things to do yes and amen to that thank you Michelle I think that's gonna be really helpful for people to remember okay well how can I because you know it's it's scary to let go of something unless we have Mm -hmm. a firm truth to stand upon so be able to have that truth even though you might not feel it to be able to Mm -hmm. say yes that is that is you taking part and that is you taking an action a step in faith and then God will honor that and he will do what he says and he will he's the one who's the author and perfecter of our faith so michelle can you tell us where we can find you work with you and then would you do that us the honor of praying us out yeah very well thank you it's been such an honor to get to share on here and if you would like to 
follow along my journey, find out more about what I do, my website is michellereagan.com and you can follow me on Instagram at michelle.reagan. But so I would love to pray us out. And yes, okay, so Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you are so kind and so good and that you're such a good Father. Yeah, Holy Spirit, I just pray for every person listening right now, God, that you would fill their thoughts with love, God, that you would just reveal their worth to them, God, that they would just feel that sense of how enough they are, God, that you would give them the grace to just look into your eyes, Jesus, and see your love for them. God, I just pray that their eyes would be open, their ears would be opened to hear your truth and to see and know and believe what you speak over them, God. God, I pray for a grace to let go of things that are not bringing life in their in their lives, God. A grace to step out of fear and to live a life motivated by your love. God, I just pray for any woman right now who is in wedding season or about to step into engagement season, God, that there would just be such a supernatural grace for her, God, to focus on the things that are going to be the most meaningful, God, that you would just put a bubble of protection and grace around her so that she won't be distracted or tempted to step into the pressures of culture, God, but that her eyes will just be set on you, God, and that she would just feel the richness of your love and your guidance as she prepares for her wedding time and that it will be the most spectacular, beautiful thing that she could ever imagine. I bless each of you listening with confidence, with clarity on how to partner with God in your health and freedom journey. And I just bless you in every area of your life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Okay, friends, just receive that. Go with God today. Go in his love and be loved. But until next time, may you rest in his grace and follow the joy. Congrats! If you are hearing this, that means you've made it to the finish line. Give yourself a high five for me and thank you for listening all the way through. I hope and pray this episode has blessed you so that you can more fully enjoy God, glorify Him, and bless others. Outside of learning in the podcast, we invite you to come watch our free masterclass on how to leave diets for good and start finding joy in God as you get healthy in body, mind, and spirit. You can find that class and more free resources at joyfulhealth.co slash freebies. And before you go, could you take a moment and share this episode with someone else who is tired of all the wellness rules and wants to rest in God's grace and the Holy Spirit's power for their health? It would mean so much to me and be a huge help to us as we spread the word. And also a big giant thank you to all our podcast guests, to Amanda Reynolds for editing the podcast, and to my husband Maddox Schuler for writing and recording our podcast music. It truly takes a village, and we are so glad that you are a part of ours. 